Alright, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Have to Ask Live. I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the show where week after week, we are just stealing content from other versions of ourselves, because what's the multiverse for? It's the easiest job in the world. Uh, There's probably easier. Jonathan, how are you? Uh, Fine. I I don't, I haven't done anything. (laughs) Yeah. Is that okay? Like, uh, you mean like you don't have a, a story to tell? From... I don't have a story to tell. First this is, of February. This is why we stopped going weekly, you know? This is, uh, this is so tough. Yeah, because something's got to... Uh, well, since you brought it up last week, I did have a successful uh, dating experience in the escape room. I, we didn't escape, but um, it was a successful date. The date was successful. Uh, the escape yeah. was a fail. And it seems like Tuesdays are our date night. So now I've got another hey. date after this. Yeah. Well, how are you making time for this? I want to know. Um, but uh, not you, not that much. I, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's been great because ever since you started doing improv in uh, New York and you had to move us up a little bit. Uh, that gives you time? gives me time. I got, you know, a little, little outfit and everything. Nice. Uh, let's see. I got the mustache. So you, so you, you like pre you pre make. You hang up. Uh, hang up your outfit. Oh, I see you've you've, you've uh, shaped it for date mode. Yep. So got uh got my mustache going. It's uh it's coming in real nice. Yeah. So I, okay, here's a fun story. Okay. Uh, today we uh started the second semester. Mm-hmm. So my tech classes switch with uh music and art, and yep. then. Well, like my tech kids go over there and then their kids come over to me. Okay. So uh, I'm sitting down with my eighth grade students and uh, I'm, I'm like, hey guys, like I'm very excited about class. Yeah. And then they go, hey, we we want to see the stash. <laughs> I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want to see it. And you're like, can't you? I'm like, this is so, this, like, it. this is. And so then I was like, okay. And then I picked one kid mm-hmm. and I hit it. And then I just like pulled my mask down and then he was like, okay, that's really nice. And then walked away and then everybody got mad. And then I pulled my mask down real quick so they could see it and pulled it back up. And then <laughs> the one kid I first showed was like, well, now I'm not special. anymore." Uh, I know like, he took you it away. a whole minute. Enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. Great. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm cold. Jonathan, it's cold outside, and it's cold in my apartment. The radiators are not keeping up. Uh, when this has happened in past years, we've had to bother the uh, the building management, and uh, instead, I'm just trying to bundle up. So, are we allowed to say "baby, it's cold outside" now that you can we've... say it? You can always say it if you are okay. if you are speaking to a uh, an infant. You can say "baby, it's cold outside." Okay, because yeah. I'm just saying, like that, like. They've they reworked the, the lyrics like John Legend and I forget who he did it with. Yeah, reworked it so only it's that not version. So problematic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to like I. It's. But then it's such you a just line. you just have to prefix it with uh, John yeah. Legend's "Baby It's Cold Outside." John Le- Yeah, man, Marty. John Legend's "It's Baby It's Cold Outside." Uh, nice one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, that we'll have to figure that out. You just practice it. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Again, a little bit of showboating for me tomorrow is the first meeting for the barracks. 
My goodness, how exciting! Yeah. Uh, first meeting, yeah. not first show, right? So you're uh... yeah, first meeting. Yeah. Uh, it's a it is a like uh, town hall mm-hmm. slash jam. And for the and to remind uh, just me, um, this is okay. this is the combined uh, armory slash high wire w- improv. Yeah, uh, armory and high wire improv decided to have a baby because it's cold outside. Because it's cold outside. And- <laughs> Two different statements. Yeah. I decided to have a baby because it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what has been given to the this is, earth. This is what's been wrought. And it baby. Uh, it is the bears. Um, so I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, again, all the people I do know mm-hmm. that are in this, uh, the troop I'm in, I'm very excited to perform with. Great. Uh, the people I don't know, I am. I will say completely anxious and mm, okay, about fair. performing when, and meeting meeting them in right. general. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, are they going to replace you? I know you're thinking that. Absolutely not. <laughs> I wasn't I thinking that until now. Nope. Don't you worry. Uh, okay. And yeah, what what's what's it? How? Um. Yeah, but yeah. what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now everything's just like washing over me right now. And it's yeah. like, man, I got so many things to say. I don't want to waste our time. You know, uh, save it for next week. Yeah. You just uh, uh, write some stuff down. We're, we might have a fun project that's coming up. Uh, you and me? Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if we should talk about that on air. It's, we don't uh, have, no, it's we don't have to. Some skunk there, works things a, going on with a, a possible... fellow Peak Sloth podcaster that might... Yeah become a thing or uh or not or if it does become a thing it might not be public we don't know i don't i don't know but oh, I'm i've made it i've made it. it such a mystery now uh and i'm fine Ooh. with that speaking of which mysterious that's uh, kind of a good segue yeah there we go uh folks if you're just tuning in or uh perhaps it's been a thousand years of covid since you've checked in with the show um every week jonathan and i turn on a fancy machine that we built that looks into other realities where other jonathans and marty's made podcasts and stuck with them about specific topics uh, then we just take that audio and post it to our website. Um, and when the pandemic happened and this and that, we upgraded to video. It's quite nice. Um, I mean, the machine is ugly, but the, the fact of the video is great. And now we're turning it back on uh, when, kind of whenever we feel like doing a show. Uh, so this week, um, I'm not 100% clear on uh, what we're going to get, but I feel like it's timely. So... Uh, yeah, I think unless there's anything else, we can kick it over to other yeah. us. All Sounds right. Good. Everybody take care. We'll see you next time. Uh, bye. Everybody, it's Lenny the Lion here. I'm here to talk to you about the upcoming episodes of What's That Behind You? You know what the scariest thing is? Commitment, love, scary things. But Marty and Jonathan are going to watch a couple of rom-coms and tell you all the the possibilities of why that love really couldn't exist. Because it's real scary. So make sure you check out What's That Behind You in the month of February. Because I know I'm, I'm not going to be a scaredy cat. Neither should you. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh hey. Welcome back, and uh, welcome uh, to the show. Uh, I think, uh, uh, what's that behind you first for you? Uh, welcome, Brian. 
Thanks. Uh, happy to be here. Very excited. Yeah, I've, I understand that you and Jonathan talked a lot about uh, our topic today. Uh, something very yep. timely. Uh, we talked. Yep. We touched on it in the beginning, but I mean, there's a long uh, history in horror of the unstoppable thing that follows you, or is part of you, is inside of you. Uh, we even see it in uh, children's tales like Peter Pan uh, chasing his shadow. Uh, we, we've seen the, the unstoppable uh, killing nightmares and uh, it follows. Um, but there's, uh, there's one critter with a shadow that doesn't, uh, I think, get enough attention. And uh, Jonathan, take it away. Yeah. So we, we've worry, I, I, I would say, uh, the fact that we allow a rodent of any kind to decide the future of winter or spring. Um, just shows the i mean i don't know the lack of uh i i don't i don't know i mean i here's what i do know it has something to do with the awful healthcare system of the united states um but uh i i, I searched the the globe and i could say that because i went on facebook uh technically maybe the metaverse uh and i i found brian who uh, is very much into uh, Groundhog Day uh, and, and good old Punxsutawney Phil. And so, uh, Brian, um, let, let's, just, let's just get to it. Uh, man, scary, right? Like, we, we look at that shadow and... Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really scary. And um, I don't know if you know this, but Bill Murray was bitten twice during the filming of the movie and actually had to get rabies shots. The, 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 the famous line where he says wow. to the groundhog, don't drive angry. Mm. He, he improvised that because he had just been bitten by the groundhog and he was, he was trying to stay in character. So yeah, then no, that wasn't the real Phil. That's they raised, they raised a whole separate crop of groundhogs for the movie, but uh, okay. Scary. Scary. Yeah. I think, um, if, if we can, Brian, we would love to know um, more about the official Punxsutawney Phil um, or, or, you know, maybe these are, are good enough. Is there something special about the Phil, uh, whatever his heritage line is, uh, or perhaps it's tied to his role that makes his shadow uh, such a, a, an entity uh, for his life and for the lives of others? Uh, would you say that that is special to Punxsutawney Phil or could that have been... Uh, also something that the uh, the creatures in the movie were dealing with. Well, it's funny you ask that because uh, in the original draft of the movie, it started in media rest. Phil Connors was already reliving the day with no explanation. Uh -huh. And the audience had to figure it out. So when they rewrote it, Harold Ramis had a big part in that. And they had that little, the beginning where they get there and do that. But they didn't want to give a reason for why, why Phil was the way he was, mm -hmm. why he was experiencing this. There are theories out there, but no, it was just, just supposed to enjoy the ride because, you know, that's that's what really makes it so special is that people are just enjoying it for no reason other than enjoyment. All right, Marty, I'm going to apologize real quick, um, and I think we're going to do a little bit of a shift. Oh, uh, what's up? Um, yeah, so I just look, I, I posted um i posted in the in the metaverse uh under movie lovers so uh brian's coming to us about the movie groundhog day uh i'm oh. gonna be also completely honest with you 
I did not have a full conversation with him. Uh, so let's shift. Okay. We, yeah. we, we've been planning. It's February. We were planning on doing uh, like looking at romantic comedies and uh, and and finding the horror that is within them. Um, sure. Kind of the horror lining uh, when we play those back. Yeah. Um, I so mean, that's uh, that's OK, Jonathan. Don't 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 beat yourself yeah. up this. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry if I was. I'm. I'm part oh, of please, the no, 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 Brian. No, no, no. no, 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 no. You're. You're great, and and golden. And, right. and in fact, I think this is a, a great example of a movie that is horrifying at its core premise, but yeah. also I would say even, potentially even more terrifying when you think about its romantic throughline. Right. Yeah. Because th- that exists in there, right? Like there, there is mm-hmm. a true love story within this film. Uh, yeah, yeah. The original movie was very dark. Yeah, very dark. And actually, the original ending, mm-hmm. Phil woke up like he he became a better person. He woke up on February third happy. And um, oh, what's Sandy McDowell's character's name? I'm I'm totally uh, Rita. Yeah, he wakes up to discover that she's discovered in her own time loop, and uh, that's how the original ending was written. Wow, that it was it was like even when he found happiness, he could not find happiness. He, so he like figured out because she did something to indicate that she's been living that same day over and over. Yeah, I've never, I, I didn't, I, I don't have never seen how. Yeah. That would, but that was the, 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 uh, the original. I mean, which, which, uh, which thing would we like to dig into first? So I, I know, um, like I haven't read the original script myself, but I know there's some hints about, uh, kind of how long we're supposed to understand Phil has been reliving this day. And in, in the movie, uh, you, you see that he's like learned some card tricks. He's learned details about other people in town, but there were some details in the script that, that imply that it was much longer. Oh yeah. I think I've seen estimates from, well, the original move, the original script, and I've never read the script. I've read, read interviews about it with mm. the author, the screenwriter was, it was 10,000 years. <laughs> Harold Harold Ramis says it's about 10. Uh, I've seen estimates of like eight years to 30 years. And to Mm. me, it's the, well, there's a couple things. The ice sculpting is the one that gets me. Uh, Um, Yeah. I I saw someone say he could learn ice sculpting in three years. And I'm like, no, he has eight out. Like he has like eight hours a day. Right. There's no way. He has to be able to like tell everybody to F off so he can, he can like focus on his thing. He has to find and convince the teacher. Like, uh, I thought that with the piano, uh, as well, like, uh, every day we kind of see the setup for that where it's like, hello, you're a piano teacher. Uh, I would like to take you like, here's $10,000 so I can have your exclusive time. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to, to do the setup and he's got a lot of time to waste, uh, just getting that going. And the and the other part is there's no way he only tried to kill himself three times. Oh, that, yeah. that, that that was probably a good year, year and a half. I think of that, um, yeah, as like an era of uh, like trying to find a way out uh, through being at rock bottom constantly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so super super terrifying. I I think to uh, to be stuck in a like reliving a day where like your consequences don't matter. Everything's going to hurt in the moment. Then it will be over, but your memory of it remains. Like you will always have to live with the fact that you've experienced these things. And I can imagine for Rita, as post, post, you know, coming to his senses, 
that had to be pretty, you know, sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone, you wonder what they were like before you were with them. He had a good 10 years of 10, 20 years of doing Lord knows what that she's got to worry about. Yeah. So that kind of brings me to the horrors of the, the romance plot uh, which, when I saw this movie at first, I was a, a kid, loved it. Bill Murray is hilarious. The, the like the slapstick, uh, all of it is is very funny. Um, and you know, uh, Andy McDowell, wow, uh, of course you want to date her. But Bill Murray is like, I mean, he's pulling some stuff, right? We see it happen uh, where he tries to give her a perfect day, uh, but it's but it ends up being like cheap. Uh, manipulation uh how many times do we think he tried that and then uh you know what through lines did we not see where it was like uh more successful but probably more manipulative and sleazy like where wouldn't he go if he has ten thousand years yeah it's it is it's very you know what what convinced her she slapped him in that montage like eight times yeah. what how how did he nail this how did he oh phrasing totally yeah well yes how did how did he perfectly stick the landing that one night and and how many times was he desperately close and why didn't that just get him to jump out a window yeah uh i think i mean i I guess the takeaway i would say is uh by attempting to like create the perfect day, you know, to do everything he can to help others and to lift up everyone uh, in his sphere of influence. Uh, he he left his selfish desires aside, and that was somehow the thing that attracted her. Uh, but that's also like a really weird take, right? Like uh, he he just made himself hot and ignored her. Uh, as as like how he gets the girl. <laughs> this is make himself irresistible and then play hard to get by being like, whatever, we can hook up or not. Yeah, it's it's truly it's frightening as to how he would continue these manipulative tendencies going forward. He already was a pretty awful guy. Now he knows how to control that to get what he wants. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not talked about. all of that knowledge is there, and the uh, the only thing keeping his actions in check is a question of whether he's had a change of heart. Jonathan, you uh, you've been awfully quiet. Do you? Uh... Yeah, well, I you know I've been I've been thinking uh, specifically with the radio uh, behind Brian. Uh, mm. I've been thinking about like how dark it really is that the the song that plays every morning is "I Got You, Babe," yeah. and like how how traumatic that relationship was between uh sunny and Cher, uh and like that being the pretty much the theme song uh to every day every day you're you're woken up with the reminder that like uh i got you babe but also like these two did not make it Mm. like in any sense of the word uh like that that i think is just a small little part of like Oh, it's a cute song that everybody knows, but also like here's some dark undertones, especially for the fact that like, I mean, God, he again, no matter how many years that he was stuck in this loop, right? Like thousands to tens to whatever, uh, 
uh, he he is awoken by that song every morning. Are you saying that that there is there's a, a one to one relationship with Phil in the movie and Sonny Bono and Phil ends up being a congressman? Is, I do, and... I do, I do think that I do think that Ooh, uh, Phil Scary. Phil ends up running for politics because at this point he has to be the smartest man alive. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, I like to think uh, that his his knowledge is extremely localized. Uh, and as soon okay. as the clock starts moving again, uh, there's, you know, there's an expiration date on a lot of it. Whatever internal models he has about people uh, are going to start to change as they have new life experiences. So I could see him running for, uh, you know, something in Punxsutawney or uh, maybe in Philly or the nearby... You know, something state house. More Pittsburgh. That's more Pittsburgh. Is it more Pittsburgh? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. Pittsburgh side. Uh, but which again, one of those things of a movie uh, uh, sort. They're only like uh, they're less than two hours from Pittsburgh, probably. Yeah. Bunksy is so. Uh, that was a that was a that was a powerful blizzard, which you know again could portend that Phil had dark dark things headed in his future. Mm, indeed. I, I wonder if he would have used this to get on Jeopardy. Because like if he if he learned if he learned the skill of ice sculpting, right? Right. Uh, at some point, history has got to come up. Geography, like you, That's a you, fair you point. gotta, yeah. you know, like I would think that he spent a lot of time on trivia. Yeah. Now, mind you, like new, more recent pop culture stuff that would have come up after he got out of the loop would possibly roll off him. You, but, you bring up a good point. Anything he can access at the local library, uh, anything that's right. going to be on TV or yeah. radio. Uh, you know, there wasn't internet uh, at the time oh. of this movie. Uh, but I think if I'm remembering right, there was uh, a scene cut out uh, that was in the original script where he would go to the library and read one page of a book every day. I think that's that sounds familiar. Yeah. And there was supposed to be a montage of like him starting at the first book and then making his way through. And that, that was where like the estimates for 10,000 years comes from, because if it's like one page a day times this many books, uh, then then it's like a long time. And, and, and the, the, the original plot was kind of modeled on the five stages of grief. That was part of oh, the yeah. and there isn't much of anger showed in there. Apparently a lot of that was cut out. There were scenes of him um, being very destructive, not to, just towards himself. Oh yeah. I mean, um, Punxsutawney just probably burned many times. Yeah. He, de he destroyed him. There was one scene. Uh, he just tried to just, he destroyed his hotel room and shaved his head. And um, it was supposed to morph from the shaved head to him lying in bed. And, uh, thank God that 1993 CGI was not up to not the, ready for that. up to the challenge, and they scrapped it. So, uh, but yeah, yes, he. You just think of so many bad, even worse things that could have happened. Like, literally, the worst thing that happened was he tried to kill himself, and he he robbed a he robbed a Brinks truck. That's about it. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. We're we're getting pretty close to time here, so uh, it's it's not super often we have guests on the show, but when we do, we love to ask those what if questions. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, if you're willing to go for it, uh, into the things that scare you. So, uh, Brian, if if you found yourself 
stuck in a time loop, uh, what would be uh, like A, the thing you would be most excited to do? And uh, B, what, what would be like the worst time loop for you to be stuck in? Um, well, excited to do other, besides loving the movie Groundhog Day, I'm a big fan of the TV show Last Man on Earth, where uh, the first yeah. episode is Will Forte having a very similar um, <laughs> epiphany where he just started destroying things and uh, having cars run into each other to watch them explode. And I, <laughs> I, I, I think those, my favorite scene of Groundhog Day is the consequence free drive down the railroad tracks and the town. And I think you just got, I can't do that now. I couldn't, I was never that, that, um, uh, kind of crazy as a teenager. So yeah, something like that where just total, no consequences. I'm only potentially harming myself. I'm not trying to harm other people. Some, would, some thrill seeking. There's some, some thrills that it would be nice to remove the finality from the consequences. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, the, uh, the thing I'm most afraid of it would probably be probably be that it happened every day on like an all day work retreat. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like even if it would, I was thinking like like my in laws or anything like that, I'm like no, I could manage that. You know, I care about them. Sometimes they annoy, they can annoy you, but mm-hmm. I, I do care about them. Like an all day work thing in person, the same box lunch, yeah, the same. PowerPoints that they're reading every bullet and right and, the same team building yeah. exercises the same icebreakers yeah um a, a room full of Ned Ryerson's uh, <laughs> yeah that that tra- some sort of Ryan? training or <laughs> Ryan, some sort Ryan. of training oh, training thing would just oh thank God I I I had a I had a work thing today it was from one to three we turned our cameras off and listened and I did other work. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take it around the horn. Uh, Jonathan, same questions to you. Uh, I would I would go constantly to the casino mm-hmm. because if everything's looping in the same way, I could literally no cards or no. You could win big. Like, big yeah, big, I could big. win big. And then I don't know. It's not like I can keep that money. Right. But, you know, depending on the day that I finally get out of the loop, I could be set. You want to make sure uh, yeah. yeah i don't know uh I, the the scariest thing would be me screwing up and then the next day like i've lost a i lost an arm oh but then the loop's over right right like the loop's over and the loop ends on like, on a bad choice on a bad choice <laughs> Because who's in control that's, of me? That's right? interesting. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's kind of the the scary part of these stories. Like, is yeah. is this an uncaring universe, and you've accidentally fallen out of time? Uh, is um, is there a, a god that's angry with you, uh, or a, a series of of gods? Um, are you? Is this your mind dying, and you're just imagining the same day over and over because you're kind of trapped inside of your your own head? Uh, all of these are terrifying to think about. Is is Groundhog Day a prequel to WandaVision? Never, never seen WandaVision, so okay. Uh, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that in the universe. You don't have to answer. Excellent show. Some great horror elements in uh, in WandaVision, as well as being uh, a very good homage to uh, old TV shows and uh, an excellent study in grief. 
but uh, I don't. I think. I think not. They take place in very different, okay. uh, different. You know, I don't know. We just we never see. We never see what causes what actually causes Phil to break out. There's no like uh, you know, unlike it's a wonderful life. We never see like the the angel like wink. You did it right. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we'll we'll just never know there. Okay. Uh, well, for me, I think uh, if I was in a time loop, I would absolutely just like I think I think what Brian said, like chase the thrill, do the things that like cost way too much money and are way too dangerous to do with my fragile, fragile human body. Uh, and I think the worst day to be trapped in was answered by the movie Palm Springs, uh, which is a, it's a more recent Groundhog Day-esque film. Uh, and that is like a day that is filled with tension and about performative emotion uh, to others. Uh, in this case, a wedding and being forced to, to live a wedding over and mm. over. Uh, and it, it may get me in a lot of trouble for saying this, but I think like, it would suck to have to relive my own wedding day over and over. Uh, and this, this thing that is like special because it happens once because you are bringing, uh, these different parts of your lives together. I think like being stuck in that nexus of like all these parts of my life would, uh, would really drive me out, out of my mind. How long before you swim with any of the aquatic life? Uh, day three. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think day day one, I know what that was like. I did it. Day two, I'm like, uh, hang on. Day three, I'm in the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wedding tank, was at an right? aquarium uh, for. I was, I was getting there. there. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a good one. I didn't think of that, that for the first handful, you'd be like, oh, okay, wait a second. I, cause when I've been married 26 years, there are things like, oh, I kind of remember that. Because it was just so much going on, like oh, I should focus yeah, on this. Day. I should focus on. I yeah. should focus on that. But around, yeah, I think I get to maybe a dozen and be like, ah. <laughs> and it poured on our wedding day. It, no, oh we no! In, we did everything in one place, and we were like in an interior courtyard area. So, it, but yeah, I, and it was morning ish. Like we were done by like four o'clock mm-hmm. with the reception and everything. So I'd be like. All right, I guess we gotta do this part now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, I think I think we've found the uh, the deep darkness in the the core of this movie. Uh, maybe not too hard to find, thankfully, but uh, fa- found very clearly thanks to your help, Brian. Uh, is there uh, anything you would like to plug before we let you go ah. this week? Yes, uh, highwireimprov.com is, uh, mm. is the place to go. Uh, that is uh, Improv Theater I co-founded with Barry Wright, Krista McKenzie, and Jeff Taylor, three fantastic people. We just started our sixth season. Uh, we do 12-week seasons, so we're up to six. Um, we're, in, we're in first grade. And um, <laughs> yeah, so we, we, stream, <laughs> we stream anywhere from five to seven days a week. Uh, four to seven days a week. It depends mm-hmm. on on the day. So, um, yeah, we're very excited about that. As for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at regular guy. You, I do, uh, I do, I play uh, a video game called Football Manager, which is a soccer management simulation, and I do videos on YouTube. Um, you can find the link to that on my 
uh, Twitter page because I don't have a hundred. I don't have a hundred followers yet or subscribers on YouTube. If six of you want to oh, do it right. and add it, I can I can get the vanity. Oh, right. Because until then, you're going to have yes. to read off a 20 character random string. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I, I tell people this YouTube is the greatest one to subscribe to because unless you ask it to send you stuff, it doesn't. Yeah, that's uh, true. YouTube is very low. So, you know, I've I've made enough Gmail addresses. I don't want to make any more. Um, so. <laughs> Dig it. But yeah, that's about it. Love it. Well, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, and thank you, everyone who tuned in or uh, is listening after the fact. Uh, we want to know what scares you. What uh, what what delightful Valentine's rom-commy things uh, are you watching and finding yourself thinking, hang on, <laughs> this is pretty effed up. Uh, let us know. You can hit us up on our website at wehaveToask.com or on our Twitter or Facebook uh, at We Have to Ask. And, um, geez, I think that's all I've got. Jonathan, any, any final thoughts here? Yeah. Ne uh, next week was originally going to be the start of our, uh, rom-com, uh, feature, but we are going to, to play back clueless and talk about all the scary parts of that. Um, how, how futuristic was this mid nineties rom-com? Yeah. Uh, like also knowing that we would have all loved to have made out with our stepbrother. 2021 people magazine sexiest man alive paul rudd oh yeah specifically <laughs> okay. specifically paul rudd yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh it was gonna get weird there no but it, you know it always no does it always it's does real dark it's uh real it's so, true yeah, yeah there's a lot to that. unpack there uh mob yeah. ties uh privilege uh oh yeah can't wait yeah can't wait Great. uh well folks thanks so much for tuning in this has been another episode of what's that behind you i'm marty and i'm jonathan as always ah! <laughs> See y'all next time. Uh, which means that credits are go! This has been another episode of We Have Fast Live. We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Harry Lobster, Texas Guys of Chaos, who's our theme song new day. Check them out on iTunes and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating or review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at wehavefast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at We Have Fast. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Peaksloft Network at peaksloft.com. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have considered Clueless a romantic comedy, but that's what you mean. Well, this is the world we live in. Oh, something's got to give. That would be hor horrific. Because <laughs> it's connected. It's connected to uh, um, The Shining. All right. Who's in something that's... Something's got to uh, Who's in that? Jack Jack Nicholson and Diane. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes, that yes, one. that's right. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? I gotta be honest with you. I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I, I, I've tried to ask. You did? And I, I haven't gotten any answers. How many times has this happened to you? I just want to listen to a podcast. I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen, not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room in a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. In a world 
where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.